kind of led me into the bedroom and then started to take my clothes off. And I was like, what are you doing? No, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. I'm a virgin. You know, never had sex. Stop this. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist John Lane. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. Today, we're going to talk about how our guest, Bobby Merritt, who was raped as a young girl, suffered tremendous trauma her whole life and grew up looking for ways to control her life and be able to control others through witchcraft. Bobby, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you so much. What an honor and a blessing to have a chance to share this with you. And I'm just truly honored that you asked me. So I know you got into witchcraft when you were older, but you actually grew up as an Orthodox Jew. My understanding is that when you were younger, you were a really conservative Jewish girl. But then your mom died from stage four breast cancer, and then a rape event happened that took your life for a turn. Tell me about what happened. So my mother was diagnosed with cancer when I was 11, and it was late stage cancer, so she had a double mastectomy. And as a young girl, it was terrifying. You know, when my mom came home from the hospital, she was so disfigured. So she battled cancer for five years from the time I was basically 11 to 16 and a half. And there was a doctor who took care of her. And he had become very, very close to my family, like my dad's best friend. He was divorced. So we spent a lot of time with him. And he became somebody that felt very safe and secure. And he was a doctor. So as a family, we had grown very close to him. And so after my mom died, very shortly after my mom died, like maybe two weeks after she died, he invited me to come to his apartment for dinner. And he just said, you know, he wanted to console me and he wanted to hear how I was feeling. And he just wanted to be supportive and just talk about my plans for the future and things like that. And so I went to his apartment and he was a gourmet cook and he prepared this amazing meal and we had wine. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't drink. I was a good kid, actually. And I had been a caretaker for my mom for all those years. So it was sort of that part of my childhood I lost already. So I had some wine and I got, you know, kind of woozy. And then he said, you know, he wanted to dance with me, he wanted to teach me how to tango. And we started dancing and I just thought it was fun. And then he kind of led me into the bedroom and then he started to take my clothes off. And I was like, what are you doing? No, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. And then he had my clothes off. He was on top of me and he was telling me, you know, he wanted to teach me how to let a man make love to me and that he wanted to teach me how to make love to a man so that I would know, you know, this would be valuable information. He wanted to teach me how to have an orgasm and, you know, screaming and crying and get off me, get off me. No, no, stop, stop. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'm a virgin. You know, never had sex. Stop this. And then finally, and I've talked to other people who have experienced rape 
because your body is your body, there's an involuntary pleasure center where you find that you're hating it and but you're responding to it, which is only contributing to the hysteria and the trauma that you're going through. And finally, you just can't fight it anymore. So you just submit to get it over with. And that's basically what happened. And then I said, I, I have to go. I have to go. And he was like, you can't tell anybody about this. You cannot tell anybody about this. You'll destroy my career. I mean, he's a major doctor at a major hospital. And I said, I just, I just have to go. And I somehow got myself pulled together, got my clothes on. I just wanted to get into a shower. I got downstairs. I got into my car. I drove about two blocks to get away from that house, and I sat there, and I sobbed just for I don't know how long, like maybe it just seemed like hours, and I realized I had to go home, and I was just what you would look like after you had been raped and you had been hysterical for several hours and trying to avoid my dad seeing me come into the house because he was surely going to see that I was a mess. So driving home, and I lived fairly far. I lived about 45 minutes away from where I was. So getting home was a challenge, you know, like barely staying on the road. And got home and finally got into the shower and probably spent an hour trying to clean myself. And then just collapsed and slept, just slept and slept and slept so much so into the next morning. It was unusual for me not to be up, and my dad knocked on my door and he said, honey, honey, are you, are you okay? And I kind of rolled over and he was just peeking in the door and he looked at me and he said, are you okay? Your face is all swollen. And I said, oh, I must be coming down with a cold or something. I need to sleep. I don't feel well. And he went, all right, we'll go back to sleep. If you need something, you know, just let me know. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is absolutely horrific. You must have felt so lonely, shameful, and scared afterwards. It sounds to me your body was going through an emotional meltdown. You must have felt trapped to not tell your dad when he asked. Is that right? Well, that's exactly right. I was afraid to tell my dad. This was a man that he was like best friends with. And I didn't know if my dad would believe me. You know, how stupid is that? But you think, well, nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to believe this happened. And meanwhile, my dad is grieving. He had just lost my mom, you know, just like two weeks later. He was grieving the loss of his wife, and he's got three kids to raise, and, you know, trying to figure out how to do that. The person that I was closest to was my kid brother, but my kid brother had a temper. He literally would have gone and killed that man. Like, he would have killed him. So there was nobody to tell. Hmm. When someone goes through something like this, it can be so easy to feel like you're all alone. And I know you felt that way. And I know that later on in life, you sought power through witchcraft due to feeling so powerless from this experience of being raped. I want to have you on the next show to talk more about that, Bobby. Thank you so much for being with us on this show and being so vulnerable to talk about this real life subject. We'll see you on our next show. Okay, so let's talk a little deeper right after this break. Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services 
and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back. Let's dive deeper here. You know, what we just heard... It's just traumatic. It's horrible for a young girl to go through this horrific story of putting trust in a family friend and to be betrayed. I mean, this was the essence of betrayal here, where it's like, you know, I trust my dad. I trust my dad's friends. And then boom, ends up being this grooming situation. And she not only gets molested, she gets raped by this family friend. How many stories exist out there today that are these secrets as Bobby was keeping it all bottled up inside? All of this like, well, I can't tell anybody. I can't tell my dad. I can't tell anybody. And it was eating her up from the inside out. All the shame, all the guilt, everything she's bearing alone. How many people are out there who are bearing the shame and guilt of something that happened when they were younger? Some type of trust that was betrayed. A Judas moment is what some Christians would say, where trust was betrayed, an attack occurred, and then you're left with this shame and guilt and this feeling like, who can I tell? I'm alone. I'm alone. And that is the plan of an entity called the devil, just so you know. That if you're out there and you're running with this secret in your life and you haven't told anybody and you're just bearing the weight of this reality that you're trying to just erase and maybe you're using alcohol, maybe you're using drugs to try to erase this past that happened, this moment where you were betrayed, I have some hope for you. There is something better. You don't have to live under this tremendous pressure any longer. There is hope and healing for you. And you know, what was really interesting about her story, about Bobby's story, is the amount of loneliness that she went through. And that is a natural effect. When these kind of things happen, rape or molestation or these kind of things, and people feel like I can't tell anybody, it's like hiding an elephant in the room. You're trying to hide it and you end up isolating yourself. And as you isolate yourself, you start feeling more alone. And it's just this self-perpetuating cycle of saying, gosh, I'm so much in pain. I can't live a normal life. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. Good news. The Lord is with you in that moment when you feel alone. The Lord is with you and He loves you. And He's actually drawing close to you. He's not far away from you. He hasn't forgotten about you. And He's not for the thing that happened to you. You know, so many people, when something like this happens, they say, how could God have allowed this to happen? There is no God. But God has given man a free will. And yes, people make wrong decisions. But now at this point, where is God? Here's where God is. In the Bible, it says in Psalms 34, 18, 
The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. That means that if you're brokenhearted right now, God is drawing near to you right now. And if you feel like you can't fix it and you feel like you can't do anything about it and your spirit is like, I don't know what else to say. The Lord is near you right now. He's drawing near to you and he's going to save you. If you can come to a point where you say, God, I need you. I don't know what else to do with this secret. I don't know what else to do with this pain. He's right here, my friend. Jesus, we are coming to you with this pain, with this broken heart, with this moment where maybe even our spirit isn't contrite. Maybe we're like, I'm angry. I'm mad. and I want to take vengeance in my hands. Friend, don't do it. It's not the way. The Lord will save you from this situation. Draw near to him as he's drawing near to you. Lord Jesus, we draw near to you and we take a moment to just be honest with you and to confess the things that happened in the past and to come to you, Lord, and say, Jesus, heal me. Make me whole again because I can't be made whole on my own. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. If your heart is ready to surrender to him, he is going to take you onto a new path of healing, hope, faith, and true love the love you've been looking for. I pray you're blessed by this show, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.